Pushkin. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. This is Broken Record. And this episode is Me and the Love Junkies at Sony Tree Studios in Nashville. I'd call it an interview, except I didn't really interview them. I felt like I just sat in the corner laughing and made sure the tape was running. I know boyfriend found me last week. And I have you have That's to hear. That's a line of a song right there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're going to write a song called Boyfriends. Are you ready? And we're Go gonna ahead. Tell, but, Hillary, just sing that with what you're playing. Oh, well, I'm playing Girl Crush now. I know, but like this is how. This is, that first voice, like the one the talking about an old boyfriend, <laughs> is Liz Rose. The one who said, that's the line of a song right there, is Lori McKenna. The one playing guitar who said, she's playing girl crush, is Hillary Lindsay. Hillary is the one who helped Lady Gaga go country on a million reasons. Lori McKenna has written for greats like Faith Hill, Tim McGraw, and Reba McIntyre. Liz co-wrote over half the songs on Taylor Swift's debut album. They're three of the best songwriters working in Nashville today. And every now and again, they hang out and write songs together as the love junkies. We caught a glimpse of how they work when they were setting up, and Lori and Hillary decided that Liz's chance encounter with an old boyfriend deserved to be turned into a song. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'm doing. Okay, keep going. Wait, keep going. Keep going. Why are you stopping? You have a step down. You broke my heart, I burned on. up my car. What is that, G? Yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh my, my God. Oh, I'm in that
I didn't realize this, but they called it the Spread Eagle Ranch. Oh. And I did not realize it until maybe five years ago when I thought about That's it. That's terrible. That is terrible. That's terrible. Wait a minute, what kind of eagle was it? <laughs> what? It was like a black eagle. Or but like it's funny things or... that you think about. I mean, that you go, oh my God, why did they call it that? You couldn't name that it's shit terrible. that now in the Me Too. No, but I'm just saying. I mean, it's I'm, I'm embarrassed right now. Tell you sure it wasn't called the American Eagle Ranch? No, that's not what they that's called it. That's a different it. one, yeah. And it took me 45, 50 years to get the joke. But that is hilarious. You don't, it just brings back all those things. Yeah. I was like 16 years <laughs> I old. I do like Francis And all that comes all back. My, all my friends fell in this way. Love that. Oh, boyfriend found me last week. This is what she does. She points at us a lot. Right back to old history. Ancient history. Yeah. Brought back all that history. Bringing up that history. Brought back all that history. I'm not bad at ancient history. That's pretty cool, though. Ancient history. We are old. No, but even a young person would say that because it feels like ancient yeah. history. Right? Well, I, all my friends found me last week. Too rhyming. I don't no, know. I like it, but. Brought back ancient history. Suddenly yeah. I was 16. Again. Sitting in the front seat. Sitting in the back seat. Smoking with in the front seat. You ain't sitting in the back seat. Laying what? in the back seat. Laying with in the back seat. No! Liz, you just yeah, said it was worked. called the Spread Eagle Ranch. <laughs> and it rhymes. I like that. Maybe it is. Let's just be honest. So Smoking in the backseat. Smoking in the backseat is nice. Again. Smoking in the backseat with him. That's what I was trying to tell you. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, anyway, we gotta start. We, I'm sure you have other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> This is fantastic. This is fantastic. This is so much better than anything else. Smoking in the backseat. We have to move on, I think. We're going to remember that. Adam, do you have a recording of that that we can steal from (laughs) you? Thank you. Wait, how did you you guys meet? They knew each other first, right? Yeah, we'd been writing for five years. Liz was one of the first. So when I came to town, I got a publishing deal in um, 2005. And... um, I had never co-written a song. You came you you came down here from Boston. Yeah, I came like I got a publishing deal so I like I came down to do trips. I never lived here, but I just would fly down. Yeah. And my publisher um was like, "Well, you should co-write songs." And I had never done it. I just been writing just I I just seemed so difficult to try to do this with other people. Mm-hmm. And um so my first co-write, I think, was Mark D. Sanders and and Liz was maybe my third or fourth person they put me life. In a room with, and and really over the 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 couple of years following, she taught me how to co-write a song. Like I didn't know, I I was in Mark D. Like I had just great people they put me with in the beginning that taught me how the process works, and and I literally fell in love with it. Like I lit. So we had written a bunch. You guys had written. Not together. We had written, oddly enough, and never actually sat in a room with yeah. each other because she had started a song with Taylor Swift. And then Taylor came to my house to write one day, 
just Taylor and I. And she was like, hey, do you want to maybe help me out with this song that I started with Liz Rose? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't I, I don't really know Liz. I don't want Liz to hate me. I don't know if this is a good idea. And she's like, Liz won't care. Liz won't care. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you sure? Care. I thought it was awesome. And so we did. And what, then What was the song? It was called Fearless, and it actually became the title of her <laughs> title, record. Tri- title of the tour. And so we actually gave each other massive hugs and really met each other for the first time at the album release party. Do you remember that? Or was it her birthday party or something? <sighs> remember we took photos together in the photo booth? It was at the birthday at her at her party. Yeah, like right before the record had come out or something. We're like, we wrote so. a song together. I know. Nice to meet you. Because if you hadn't done that, that song may not have, it may not have mm-hmm. been finished, and it may not have been the title or mm-hmm. even made the record. How does it start? We play the beginning of it. And I don't know how it gets better than this. You take my hand and drag me head first, fearless. And I don't know. In a storm. You I dance in a storm in my best dress, fearless. Very good. That was good. That was bad. Wait, so you really just so I get the chronology here, Liz and Lori, you guys meet, and then Liz and Hillary meet, mm-hmm. and then but when does the whole three? So then we met too separately. We had written what we wrote a song, um, it, it, it probably two thousand six. We had one day together, Hillary and I. Yes, and then and I was terrified. Um, and Why I was terrified. terrified. We're all afraid of each yeah. other. And she and I had only written one song after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, together. And, but what happened because was she had made a record, and I was a massive fan, and I was scared to go into the room with her because she's a genius. She's, and it was just the two of us, and I had to sit there alone, and I got all prepared before I went in trying to impress her with this idea. And I don't think idea. it was good. It was a really good <laughs> idea. It was terrible. like the the paint on the wall and the wallpaper. But um, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was. House I remember. Poor. Ha- oh, house poor. Who doesn't want to hear a song called oh, House Lord. Poor? All right. And I was totally house poor. <laughs> yeah. But um, so then because I come here three days at a time, I come in usually once or twice a month, three days at a time. I think what ultimately happened to get us together, and I always stay at Liz's house. And I think what happened was our publishers were like, hey, Laurie and Liz have three days together. Let's just let's throw Hillary in and like have her it's getting three days in a row with Hillary or Liz is really difficult Um, and I'm only here like three or six days a month so like let's just put them three days together and um, and Liz was saying and was living in a condo uh, this beautiful condo that um, we it was just wonderful and um, And Liz's children are all grown and Lori of course at you know being in Nashville is away from her kids and I was childless at the at that point. So we just had total freedom. It was like, yeah, everybody spend the night, stay up till three o'clock in the morning. If you want to right yeah. all the way till three, stop at seven, watch a movie, what, mm-hmm. you know, just whatever, wake up in the morning, make eggs, keep writing. Like it was, it was really free. Yeah. A it's lot very, of, we didn't have a whole lot you guys of time. When you write together, do you have roles? Is there, who's the adult in the room? I'm it, the adult in the room. No, Lori's the not. Adult. I am most the certainly shit. the adult <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I feel like it shifts. It doesn't shift. We do. I feel like, but I mean, uh, probably in general across the, yes, you are in general. We've but been like, through if, a lot together. Well, Sometimes, what if, <laughs> this is what we do, is somebody has to be the artist of the song, and each song is different. For mm-hmm. the, Our roles will change. Yeah. We'll write two songs in a day, and the roles will change between the songs. And somebody's the artist. 
somebody is a therapist, somebody is the cheerleader, and someone is the, the sleeper. We, but we all, <laughs> someone is the That's sleeper. Rather. But we all, we what we do, we do a lot of things that are great for one another because we love each other. But what we do best, I think, for each other is we keep each other 100% honest. Mm -hmm. And I think if any one of us says a line that someone else doesn't believe, we'll be like, that's not how you would say it. Or, mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? And we know, we there's no, no way we could, any of us could ever say something that the other one would be like, that's dumb. Because it get like, we just, we have so much uh, respect yeah. for each other. Um, it's just really open that there's no, there's, you know, it's not critical. It's not judgy. Nobody's judging anybody. And we don't, I mean, you saying all of those things that we all are at different times, like, I mean, we've never honestly had this conversation, so it's not like we've ever analyzed that before. But when, but the roles do shift, but it's never yeah. discussed. No. It just naturally just, happens, yeah. Yeah. you know? And that's what we do as co-writers. That's what mm -hmm. we do. Like every day that these two show up in a room, it's, you you know, usually there's an artist there. So you feel your, you know, you find your your spot somewhere else. And that's, I think, what we all love about co-writing. Do you, when you know you're getting together, do you guys, do you on your own prepare? Are you bringing material to the group? Or she, you, we always have. She always the adult does. does. The adult does. <laughs> yes. The adult does. I feel guilty that I claim hey, the I adult. I buy the food and the wine. The reason I prepare. That I I type everything. I am the secretary is really yeah. what I am. Um but <laughs> I scribble. I think we all always have a lot of ideas. We but what we're really also good at uh, I'm not as good at as these guys are, but like they if I have an idea that I don't know what it means yet, they're both brilliant at like maybe it's this. And and that happens to me all the time where I don't know. I have I have a title maybe, but I don't know what to do with it or I have a verse maybe, but then I start hating myself at home by myself, and I'm like, I'll just show it to the girls and see. And then they might be, yeah, that needs some fixing, or they'll be like, oh, my God, we have to finish it. And that happens to all yeah. of us sometimes. Or what if this could mean this, or what if this mm -hmm. could mean that, you know, just mm -hmm. talking it out. What, mm -hmm. When you think back on the stuff you've written together, is there a song that was magic? I mean, when I, when I, when I say had... magic, like just came together and you were all like, wow. It was yes. probably Girl Crush. Girl That's crush. happened a couple of times. Tell me about in the my age. In my age, oh yeah, like that just, but but you already had so much of that. But the greatest thing to me about my age is that she started. I was on the other side of the room. I was playing the piano, but she, I started singing something, and Liz was never heard it before and singing along with me. And I remember you looking at her like, "How do you know these words?" <laughs> but she knows me so well; she knew what I was going to say. And then Hillary says. No, that's done. You got to finish it. But I had no chorus. I didn't know what to do with it. And she started singing a chorus, and then we had no hook. And then this one, Hillary says, "Well, it could be this. This is terrible, but it could be this." And as soon as she said it, we all cried like babies. And to me, that we was magical. Can't. Girl we Crush, that cry. was magical. Pure magic. magic. Can yeah. you sing that from here? She kind of does this one by herself. I, I can know. attempt to sing harmony with you, but let me see if I'm. When we tried Just, it on the Opry, it was a nightmare. No, it wasn't. All join in. I want you to all you join in. You sang harmony and I sang with her. Do that. Liz. Is that what we ended up doing? Or did we bail? You sang harmony and I sang. I just doubled her. Oh, in I haven't like done fire. this in a minute. You got real play soft. Harmony? Remember? Yeah. Remember? Coming you remember back to me now. Remember when we played the Opry? Oh God. It was before you play the whole thing. Yes. Uh, just play me the little bit you had when you yeah. started. Okay. So I had the verse. What I had was was the 
essentially the first and the last verse, and I couldn't find a chorus at home. I tried and tried and tried. And, um, and I knew, and I think this happens to all of us, I knew that sometimes songs, before we even have almost anything, so, this happens to me, and I'm sure it happens to you guys, sometimes they'll make me cry like just sitting there. Like I know there's something, but I don't know what to do. And usually... If left alone, I can figure it out eventually. And I had this for like weeks and I, I did try and I tried and I tried. Um, but what I have was this, I'll play you this. Um. When you're my I hope the world is kinder than it seems to be right now. Now up the front page isn't just a reminder of how we keep letting each other down. When I was your age, things didn't seem to be this hard. Riding bikes out on the street, playing tag in the backyard. So I played that for them on the piano. And she started singing the chorus, because because literally it was we the didn't. Weird, I'm getting. I it was the weirdest thing. It was wild. At that point, we were sitting on the couch. Yeah. We had gotten the off couch, of the piano. Was, yeah, because I can't really play the piano, but because I was just showing them. The I'm just and boys. Hillary was saying, "Laura, you just need to finish that song because you." I felt that like song. she had written so much saying, of it. I didn't. I felt like it was wrong. Well, what to happened Take was, a piece of it or do anything with it because I felt like she would figure it out on her own. But I had, like I said, I had tried, and when I, I think when I got to riding bikes out on the street, she yeah. was like somehow oh, singing God, along with me. Back. I don't know. And I yeah. remember you saying to her, like, "How do you know this?" Song? <laughs> <laughs> and then, so you did the chorus, Hillary. She started, she started the chorus. She, she the said, chorus. "I'll so, out, you'll outgrow your shoes, you'll outgrow so, your bed." So, no, wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen. Will you sing that little thing that came, came to you? Playing tag in the backyard. You'll outgrow your shoes, you'll outgrow your bed, you'll outgrow this house. Just don't forget that when you're all grown up, but you don't feel that way, you're still gonna be my baby. Even when you're my so we didn't have the hook. We didn't have the, you're still yeah. going to be my baby even when you're my age. And that was Hillary. And that was Hillary. Yeah. And she said, and she said, this is dumb, but I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and as soon as she said, well, you could say, you're still going to be my baby even when you're my age. And we were all like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of us, we, we, we did get to sing that on the Aubrey one night. And we've sung it together a couple of times. And it is, it's hard to get through the whole song without losing it because we all yeah. you just have, have to think about something completely you cannot let yourself think about it when you're singing yeah. it or mm -hmm. it's one of those songs that i call them the make you want to throw up songs because it hurts so bad <laughs> and it's like so, oh. it's so funny because <laughs> we all are in a different stage in our lives so Lori's writing it for her kids for her your grown kids and your you know Hillary's writing it from a brand new mother she's, perspective. Uh, she's three years old, so it just really makes me sick to my stomach. 
And I came up with that from (laughs) my two-year-old grandson. Yeah. Because I'm always buying him shoes. But also that my mother's 95 and she still call. I'm the youngest of six, and she still calls me her baby. Mm-hmm. She still says that to me. Yeah. Well, you're st- you're my baby. My dad does too. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's just yeah. too painful. Can we so change the, the subject? No, so, no. You- no, I just want to say, like, to me, like, not to get all religious about it, but I tried for about a month to to find where that song. And I, you know, what I mean, and 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 I just know that I was supposed to sing it that verse for them and they were supposed to be part of that with me. Like, I just know that creatively something stopped me from being able to find where it was supposed to go mm. because I, we were supposed to write it together. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I never I just about totally that. believe that. Well, Which is such a gift, mm. I think, because I love them so much. And we have had moments where if we weren't sharing the moment together, it, it, it would still be great. I think we'd yeah. all be like, we'd all still be, but doing, but having the experience together is, mm-hmm. it just makes it so much more mm-hmm. to well, us. You have to sing the whole song now. Oh, now I'm crying. So I know. No, I it's know. okay to cry. It's okay to cry. <laughs> this is, it not be perfect. Cry on your <laughs> I'm going to be crying too, by the way. So I, I'm, 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 I'm going to move away from the mic. Should we do it, Should we do it right now? Or yes. We, okay. Yes. <laughs> Do you want a Kleenex, Liz? I- no, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm <laughs> I'll just slow on my we shirt. Just- when we come back, Lori, Liz, and Hillary play their song, My Age. Hey there. I'm Ashley Ford, host of the Chronicles of Now podcast. Chronicles of Now commissions amazing authors like Roxane Gay, Colin McCann, Carmen Maria Machado, and Curtis Sittenfield to write short fiction inspired by the headlines. Each episode features a new work of fiction inspired by the biggest stories of our time, like what does COVID-19 do to our relationships? How do we make sense of climate change and extinction? And perhaps most mysteriously, what is going on with Trump's tweets? Because in such uncertain times, sometimes art, fiction, is the only way to make sense of it all. The show is great for fans of short speculative fiction, historical novels, podcasts that go behind the news, and narrative shows like Radiolab and The Moth. The Chronicles of Now is imaginative storytelling at its most compelling. Authors helping us understand our world. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Brought to you by Pushkin Industries. We're back with a performance of My Age from the Love Junkies, Lori, Liz, and Hillary. From the top? Yes. Okay. When you're my age, I hope the world is kinder than it seems to be right now. And now of the front page, isn't just a reminder of how we keep letting each other down. When I was your age, things didn't seem to be this hard. Riding bikes out on the street, playing tag in the backyard. You'll outgrow your shoes. Just don't forget when you're wrong 
still gonna be my baby Even when you're my age When you're my age Still be full of questions That I wish I had the answers to right now And those dark times might make a second guess it But I bet love will still be making the world go round When I was your age I didn't worry like I think you do Back then innocence was something You could hold on to You'll outgrow Someday, I hope you teach them the Lord's Prayer before they go to bed at night, like my daddy did for me and his mother before him. Something about it just keeps you right, and I hope you don't work too much overtime. Right there beside them when they close their little eyes. Cause they'll outgrow their shoes, they'll outgrow their beds, they'll outgrow that house, and you can't stop it. Life will line your face, time will turn the page, but they're still gonna be. Your babies, just like you're still gonna be my baby, even when you're my age. Started at the end. <laughs> well, in the middle of I it, got Chris out here just moved away, oh. and I'm like, "Don't think about the sun." <laughs> but thoughts of Matt, like you asked, have we had magical moments? Like we, the fact that we got to create that together, mm-hmm. it's just so magical to me. I love the idea that each of you. Oh, you're, oh, Hillary, you're. (laughs) She is still a baby. And so I'm just like, oh my God, I can just see her right now. That's why we can't look at each other. It's It's so funny. This is when we get mad at each other. When we say, we're like, are you seriously going to make me see that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Okay. But that idea that all of you approach that song from a different perspective is so magical. Mm. We've always done that as writers together because when we first started writing a lot together, um, 
we were like, we're about 10 years apart, each of us. There's like a eight to 10 year thing. And uh, it was like, never been married, married a couple times times. and (laughs) married to one person a very long time. Uh, so we have we have such Guess different which stories. Which one has been married to the same person a very long time? <laughs> the adult. The adult. <laughs> I know someone's gonna make me a T-shirt now that says the adult. I totally want to make you that. <laughs> I always like our um, if we're if we're all standing on a ledge, right? When we a, try and make a decision, explain that. That's you explain good. it because you explain it better. I think you do. If we're no, you do it better. Well, we've we've had opportunities. We've been approached for things a couple of times. It's like, should we? And we all get on a, a like a three way conference call because yeah. we're not together. And it's like, well, should we do this? Should we do this? And we all think, we all think so differently. Like if we are all standing looking over a, a ledge, and it's like, well, should we jump? Because we heard it's pretty awesome down there. Like if we can't see anything. We don't know. And it, Liz is like, jump, let's do jump. it. Let's jump. And and I and Hillary is like, well, who else has jumped? Like, do we know like the logistics of it? And this? if we and don't jump, somebody else will. Yes, so maybe we should go ahead and jump. Should. And then I'm like, well, how long is it gonna take us to jump? Can when will I have a flight in 20? <laughs> we all hit it. it. We all want the same things in life, but we all see those things so differently and and calculate our our things so differently. Yeah. Or not calculate at all. Or <laughs> <laughs> jump and then see It's how been it married four times. <laughs> <laughs> jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out. Wait, should we do the other magical moment? So tell me more about Girl Crush. It was one of our three days together, and um, was it was the second day? I guess it was the second day because mm-hmm. it was morning. She had been there, yeah. And um, Lori and I were in the kitchen, and... Uh, she was making coffee and I was, we were waiting for Hillary to get up and Lori said, Hey, I got an idea today. I think I want to write a song called Girl Crush. And I immediately, without even thinking, said no, which is something I'm working on, by the way. She would have um, jumped again. You know, this is her I, jumping. I do this. I jump. No. And she's like, no, it'll be really cool. It's about, you know, like, you know, and I was like, no, 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 that's stupid. And we need to write, we need cuts. And um, we're not writing Girl Crush. That sounds too hard to write. And how are we going to do it? And no, Lori, that's dumb. And literally, I think I said that's, I just said no. I like, think you're I'm, more worried about we only had two hours. Yeah, and we only had two hours but to write. But weren't y'all talking about how it was maybe, did I make this We weren't head? talking about it at all. I just we said no. We did not discuss so it wasn't like what it was. Have, no. Like when somebody's doing something really no. great or any Mm-mm. of that. Nothing. She hmm. said Girl Crush. I said no. She said Girl Crush. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Like just now, when you said no, that's not how it went. That's how it went. It went. Just like that. Hillary came in the room, and Lori turned oh, around yeah. and said, "Hillary, I have a song idea. I want to write a song called Girl Crush." And I didn't even have time to give her a dirty look because Hillary picked up the guitar and went, "Hmm, you mean kind of like this?" And she did this, and I did. I got a girl crush I hate to admit it but I got a heart rush And it ain't slowing down That's it. 
That's Literally. Just we it. jumped on the couch and went, that's exactly <laughs> She lifted her head and she said, you mean like that? She looked at me yeah. like, you mean like that? Because I had, you know, said those two words. And I looked at Liz and Liz opened her notebook, the very famous notebook. And we're like, yeah, that's what we mean. That's what we mean. <laughs> Not one lick of discussion about what it means. And that no, was. It flowed out. That we was, were done in an hour. It just fell out. And some genius coming through her face. I, I that's wasn't what it thinking, was. I have no idea. Yeah, when you did that, clearly it came from God. That did not come out of my mind. I and wasn't, I wasn't thinking, you know. And mm-hmm. we didn't get in the way with it because I remember when you said, "I want to taste her lips." Yeah, because they it taste gotta, like you. And we, well, we thought no one will cut this. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, y'all are getting really sexy," but we didn't know. <laughs> no, we never thought about what it was. But that, those were the lines that were supposed to be in the song, yeah, and we yeah. knew that it was. We, I'm yeah. jealous. I want to be this girl. Because she we, has you. Yeah. I want you, so I'm jealous of so her. So it made but perfect really sense to us once it. we figured it just, out. It just kept. It just fell out. Flying out. Mm-hmm. It, it, was really, it started to write itself. It was making sense to us once, you know, it was like a puzzle. The pieces kept coming and then it's like, oh, that's what this song is. Yeah. Who who has, do all of you have, did the two of you both have your guitars at that moment or is it just you on the she guitar? Was it was sitting. just me at that moment. Yeah. The other crazy thing about it is that if you look at the notebook on the left-hand side, there are only like five or six words on it because it happened so so fast fast. and it fell out so fast that there were no wasted words. There were no... That means pretty much everything that was said in the room went on in the song. Yeah, in the song. Can you explain this? Is it just... Is there... I think it's... I think it's because Hillary's a genius. No. And I think it's because we're She's safe crazy. with we're we're safe with one another 100% even when she she didn't say that's a dumb idea to me but I she didn't did, say it's a dumb idea. She I did just said no. It that sounds hard. And uh but and it was and I, my feelings weren't hurt. You know what I mean because I know where she's coming from and um and and I think it's it's just we were we're we're in an environment in that moment where that could come through her and and it did. It's it we have a if we had a video of it I would watch it every it's day wild. because it's just magical to think about it. But typically with songwriters, you hear this a lot, that the ones that just kind of fall out of them and the ones that happen so fast and they don't know really where it came from either are a lot of times the ones that become the big hits for them, you know, the ones that sometimes stand the test of time. I, you know, I mean, you hear that all the time. And I'm sure you've had it happen before, and you've had it happen before, and I've had it happen before with other songs, too. It's a very rare occurrence. I wish it happened more than it <laughs> did. But I really don't know. I know for me, the setting was that I definitely felt free and comfortable. I was at peace. But I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. I don't know how that happened. How far mm-hmm. <clears throat> How far into this? So we have this magic moment. Mm-hmm. How far into the moment uh, were you sure it was going to work. Like be, be, we didn't we think didn't anyone was going to like it. We thought nobody would ever cut it. We thought we wrote a cool song we for really, ourselves. We liked the song a lot. Yeah. But that's kind of all we thought was probably going to We weren't sure Scott. if it was going to make sense. you didn't say, well, this is going to be a massive no, hit. No, oh, we no. Said, well, we never cool. say that. <laughs> no, so we, we never say and that. And we played it for Scott, I think. He we brought us lunch it. or something, and we and he got it. 
We played it for Liz's son who brought us lunch because we didn't know if it, because sometimes when you're talking about the song so much, it makes sense to us because we're all sitting here talking about what we're going to say. And then you don't, you have to go back and be like, but will it make sense to someone listening Mm -hmm. that doesn't know what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. And he got it. He's like, of course it makes sense. It makes total sense. Wait a minute. Well, the point is, is that there's a lot of rejection. So, and a lot of times times. the ones that you think are really cool, I mean, you're just a little bit afraid that that might be too cool for like radio or something. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like nobody's going to want it because maybe it's not commercial enough. Not not too cool. That's probably the wrong way of saying it. But just not commercial enough. Not radio friendly enough. Yeah. You know, so we loved the song, but we just didn't really know if it would ever get cut. And, and then and once then it was cut, we it wasn't supposed to be a single. That yeah, song. it wasn't even. Yeah. But what happened was after Little Big Town cut it, uh, we were getting text messages and phone calls from other writers in town that had heard it and be like, "Man, that song's cool." Like for you to come up with a new way to say a story about jealousy, which we again was not like, thought through. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so we knew that like our peers. And that's the biggest Appreciated compliment that song ever when the, your peers tell you. That's so yeah. thrilling to any of us. Mm-hmm. And, and then press started. And everybody was wanting to their the press yeah. about the new album. They were all calling us, wanting to talk about Girl Crush. But but it was not supposed to be a single. I don't believe mm-hmm. it was supposed mm-hmm. to be a single. Oh, a fourth single. Remember? Uh-huh. Hey, right. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you guys play it now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I got a girl crush. I hate to admit it, but I got a heart. Down. I got it real bad. I want everything she has. That smiling at me, not a laugh. She's giving you now. I want to taste her lips. Yeah, cause they taste like.
got a girl crush. I hate to admit it, but I got a heart rush, and it ain't slowing down. So good. We'll be back with more from the Love Junkies and another song after the break. We're back with Liz, Laurie, and Hillary, the Love Junkies. You know what's interesting with that song is that listening to you sing it here in person, Mm -hmm. it suddenly becomes a grown-up song. It's like a serious... I think I, we make everything seem a little sadder. Maybe so. Than maybe others. Because sometimes you like you'll get a video of someone singing it like at a wedding or you know, some like not not Karen, but someone else. And it does seem a little <laughs> Well it's I mean it is when interesting though. Sober, I mean it's sadder than when But that mm. is a sad situation. I mean, yeah. she She's sad. Somebody's got the man she loves. I mean, you know, yeah. if you really think about it like that, I don't I never really thought about it as being sad either but i guess it is no I mean, but you know is. why i say that because i hmm. i had maybe it's because you guys are singing it in front of me yeah it was no it was now it's a it's a grown woman saying she has the feeling that a adolescent yes. has mm-hmm. as opposed to an adolescent saying i'm having adolescent feelings oh, that's right so now it's like that gives it makes it even more powerful i've been transported back to that horrible place in my adolescence when I had these irrational, powerful, emotional feelings. And that's, that's what's driving me crazy. Yeah. I'm 45 years old and I feel like I'm 16. Like that's yeah. to me what. I can what... see that girl right now. Yeah, I can yeah. too. Swimming pool. I can see her right now too. I saw her when I looked in the oh. mirror this morning. No, this brings me to this other thing I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about what a country song is these days. Is that a country song? Does it matter? Maybe it doesn't matter, but I'm just sort of curious. I think it's just a song. I mean, I'm sure some of the some people would say it does matter, but it, from a writing perspective, we just try to just write a song. Yeah. Like we, you know what I mean? Try not to think too much about that kind of thing. Sometimes when you get in the studio, that will kind of play a little bit more into it because you have to pick like different instrumentation and stuff. So that might make it a little more pop sounding or a little more country mm-hmm. sounding. But as far as like when we're just sitting around with guitars, we just really just try to write a good song. You're not, you don't feel like you belong to a tradition where you're acting within a particular genre. You just, I, I mean, well, sort there's, I mean, I, yes, she, she writes, I mean, she can write anything, but we are writing in a particular genre. Yeah, we that's are. why we, that's why we write in Nashville. That's why we embrace this community. I mean, the best songwriters in the world are in Nashville, Tennessee. So that, you know, that's how we feel. And, and that's why people come from every genre to this town to write with Nashville songwriters. So, um, but I, I I do believe we believe we belong to a genre, although we can step out and do other things. Of course. We are country songwriters and. But that day when we wrote that specific song, we we weren't like, let's write a country song. Like, you know, it was just like, let's write a song with this title. Right. Like it wasn't like we were trying to necessarily conform to anything. Is there a song that you guys have done either individually or collectively that feels like a real country song to you? Well, 
we never finished it, but remember, and I'm sure we have another, y'all can answer that better, but that just popped in my head. Remember the last time we all got together? It was the day, the day we did the Opry mm-hmm. that night. And so we wrote at my house. I was just looking at that. What's it called? And I can't remember. She had the title and we were saying how somebody said, let's try to write it more in a like traditional country, country mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. We didn't Patsy finish it though. Country. Do you, do you remember Patsy. any part Patsy of that song? Very country. Do you remember it, Lori? Remember. It, w- it wasn't the. Uh, if I should have known, I should have known better, but now I do. I, I don't know. I think that is what it was. Yeah, it was like. It, the but it had more of a country thing. What was, country. what was the hook? It was something like I. Sh- I, I, sh- I should know better, but I don't. Uh, and it or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Oh, <laughs> we'll that feels a little country. Yeah, yeah. We'll and it's just sometimes, and it's funny because I think Girl Crush is kind of very country. That you know the the te- Hillary leans towards six eight a lot. The the, the tempo, tempo of that song. I have issues. Although with that. she can do any tempo, but but that's where that landed and that whole like just kind of waltzy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but Girl Crush as a title sounds like it could be really pop. Yeah. Um, but it's but also so a Motown sort of there. throwback right. thing, too. I was going to say, it felt a little there's R&B-ish. A, there's mm-hmm. all that, too, going on with it. So, true. you know. And when you look at the production, the Little Big Town production of that song, there's so much restraint in that. You know, there's so much um, that isn't there mm-hmm. that is so necessarily beautiful like just so necessary now and so beautiful that jay joyce and the band did in recording that song like they should they could have gone to town and they didn't and it's Mm -hmm. just so perfect the Mm -hmm. way they the way that that it ended up yeah we were lucky that we actually never made it into the studio to demo that we never demoed it so they cut it just off of the work tape on our iphone just like us sitting there Singing on that. To, yeah. Why do you say you were lucky? You because never... we might have messed up the daggum demo. We might have, the production of it, we might have, who I knows? Or we might have nailed it, but who knows? Like, they got to take it into the studio and create the sound around mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. So. The other thing that interests me is um, is what it means for a woman to write a song. Do you, how much of your music... Um, couldn't be played by a man. Or Could not it, be performed by performed, a man? yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, for me personally, like, it's, you know, when I'm writing, like, with, with the two of them, we typically, you know, lean towards writing women songs. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we're women. We have sat in the room before and and tried to write. Yeah. We call them dude songs. <laughs> Wait, did you ever? Have you ever? We're not very good at that. No, we're not. Very Do you remember good any? At that. Can you pay me a little bit of a dude song? I just want to hear. Um, can you? Uh, think of well, the, sober. I bet was written for, for a for copper my, tone and chlorine. Yeah, yeah copper, copper tone and chlorine. That song is yeah. partying though. I love that song. song. Wait, can you play it? No, no. no. Oh, we come can probably on. if we can find it on our if we can find a demo. Let me see. Yeah, we have, a demo. we have a demo. You don't remember it well enough to. No. I guess you guys. How many so songs have you guys written together? Oh, a ton now. We wild, wild is her favorite color. Oh, oh yeah, play that. But that could still be a girl song. Yeah, but it's it really. Be, but it's, it's a good. But we wrote it with song. Chris Stapleton in our heads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that other one like? Something about a, the boat thing. Anchor here. Drop anchor. Drop anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah, but which one am I looking up? I might not be. Do you literally literally declare up front that it's time to write a dude song? Is that no? No, we had a little phase. 
where we tried to do that and it was did but not it, it, and it was fun but it wasn't but like we wasn't declared like, it it was yeah. more like somebody might have a title and it was like oh that's kind of sounds like a dude title and there are a lot of dudes cutting right now yeah. it's like that kind of thing oh i see mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean when we're trying when we put on our business hats it can go there sometimes we gotta pay for Check our sneakers out. you know you ready to get your mind blown <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This might be really bad. Oh, okay. What year was this? I don't know. Not too long ago. A couple I really years. I like this song. I love this song. This song is so cool. Christian Bush cut it. It's 99 degrees. And we can't take the heat. No, we can't, baby. Let's jump in the swimming pool. Wait, guys, sing along. Come on, come on, sing along. Let me get to it. Water. (laughs) Get hotter. Come on. Copper tone and chlorine. (laughs) Yeah, this is so sweet. (laughs) You and me. Chemistry. Copper tone and chlorine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you missed a spot on your back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That song is awesome. Can you believe that song has not been cut? Can you believe? I mean, it? I actually really love that song. I, I kind of think it's great joking, too. But it Wait, it's never been cut. We should. We never. should. Well, has we it been should, cut? I don't. Christian think Bush cut. cut it, but he did. I don't think like he ever Jake put it Owen out. Jake Owen would be amazing. Oh, Jake Owen, are you listening? Jake Owen. Tim. Tim would be amazing. I think Tim's heard it. I think his people have heard it anyway. Big town people. Yeah, it's a good song, right? Here pitching songs. Yeah. Drop a tone and chlorine. You guys have so much fun together. How do you go back to writing by yourself? Isn't it sort of sad? I don't. I mean. She does a lot. She writes a lot by herself. I honestly don't write by myself. Well, I don't live here. So if I lived here, I would just call one of my friends. <laughs> or I would just have a. I also can't write every day. These guys write every day. Yeah. I cannot write every day. I'm not. Um, my brain just isn't. I'm just not that smart. And I sort of have. That's why I think I. You know, if I do come in with say more titles it's because i've been saving them up then you guys have to I save titles for y'all but but i mean like you guys write every day so it's like i think um i i think i probably write you know six or eight songs a month and these guys you know that's probably double that oh i write every day every single day just pretty much sometimes twice a day not on the weekends yeah except for two weekends ago i wrote all weekend why because i had to so but, for me, I oh, have to. I got to. I mean, that's terrible because I had to. Poor me. But I mean, I think it's just opportunity. It's like if you don't, somebody else will. Yeah. And I love doing it. It's fun. And and like where most people go to lunch with their friends and go shopping and our friendship, our girl time mm-hmm. is when we write. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. my best friends came from this business. My best friends came from you know they're my best friends and it's because we hang out together and we we we're very protective of each other and we love each other and we're sister we're more sisters than co-writers mm-hmm. you know so um you can get burnt out though by writing too much like you can't I, burn out on us not on our <laughs> friendship on writing, writing every day much. like yeah. i i 
I am sometimes very envious of Lori's life and being able to like step away from it and then come back into it and step away from it. And this, you know, cause yeah. being here, it is, it is like, well, somebody else is going to do it, so you can't drop the ball. Well, and go, for go, me, go. being a publisher, different. I I have to set an example for writers, but everybody's different, you know. Um, but Craig Wiseman used to always say, "What is it? It's like a farmer. The more seeds you throw out there, the more crop you'll get." So there's that whole theory too of just having more songs. And every day you wake up and go, oh, "I've got to write today," and there's nothing in my brain. And, and it's crazy. You walk in a room with nothing in your brain. And as soon as you hear music or somebody starts talking That's to you right. about something, suddenly the this thing comes out and it's like, holy cow, where did that come from? And to circle and, back around, that is why we probably don't write alone. Because you wouldn't oh, yeah, walk into a it, it wouldn't. You have to have the other people. I have to have the other people to help inspire and help. I mean, you know, we just feed off of each other, you know, so. But Lori writes geniusly yeah. by herself. My favorite song in the world is still Your Next Lover. I love that song. That song is so brilliant. Right? Do you want, I, wa- I was going to, I want you to play one last song together. Should we do that one? Well, they don't know that one. We oh, don't, don't know, know it. it. Yeah. What's one you can all sing together? We could do Sober. We could, what else can we do? We could do. I mean, I have to think Patsy, about Patsy, we could do. I don't, I, I have to think about Patsy. It's not my brain. Laura, you know, we played it play before. Patsy. You want me to play it? Well, I could. How great to tree, be in the position but... you guys are. You've written so many successful songs you've forgotten. Well, we. No, it's not that you've written so many successful ones. It's that you've written so many. <laughs> yeah. Because most of them are sitting on a shelf somewhere. On the computer shelf. There it is. That's it. You know it. There's something weird, though. It might be Dave Cobb changed chords, but there's a weird chord thing somewhere. If it comes from the whiskey, then pour me a drink. That's it, G. Yeah. If it comes from the heartache, let me feel the sting. If it comes from the spirit, Send loose in this room Either way tonight It's just me and the truth Truth, truth, yep <laughs> Yeah I wanna sing it Pray, pray it, it, it I don't know Pray it to the Lord I wanna pray <laughs> like Jesus is listening I wanna pray like I made a strings on wood. I wanna write it down like Hemingway, like it's the last damn thing I'll ever say. And try to sing it like Patsy would. Sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's a Let it keep me up all night Looking for the words Sometimes a pen knows Just what to say And it spills out like a waterfall On a clean breath 
song about songs so that is that is a song about how we feel about songwriting like i want to pray it like jesus listen i want to play it like it's all we have and uh it's it's not a song for everybody but i think people that love songs that have heard that song Why do you like, say it's not a song well a i don't know if, it, if, it, if i didn't if everybody else can identify because it's really about how we sit there and like we like some days a song is easy and it and it and it's there in the room and you can feel it in the room. And some days we just literally pour our hearts into it and we, we kind of fight it until it's right. And we, um, that's why I can't do it every day because like, you have to like, just, you know, give it your guts every day. And, um, and, and so much of what we do never, and nobody hears it, but us. And you can't, that you can't let that weigh on you because you got to, pour your gut out the next day again and that that's what that song is i think for all of us like i'm not the best singer in the world but i'm gonna sit like i'm gonna give it my heart you know what i mean and that's and we that was something that was a song i needed to write and and i saved for these two to to write together and we just had a ball writing it one night we had a little whiskey i think or something wine maybe yeah whiskey <laughs> we probably didn't wine. have whiskey but <laughs> but that's the kind of thing we do together because like we will save things for each other that we know like i i don't know how to do this but these guys will mm -hmm. and that's an example mm -hmm. of that it's i still don't know how to play it obviously <laughs> <laughs> we did all right Many thanks to the Love Junkies, Liz Rose, Lloyd McKenna, and Hillary Lindsay for coming on Broken Record. We've put together a playlist of our favorite songs they've written on our website, brokenrecord.com. Broken Record is produced by Justin Richmond and Jason Gambrell, with help from Mia Lobel, Jacob Smith, Julia Barton, and Jacob Weisberg. Special thanks to my co-hosts, Rick Rubin and Bruce Hadlam. Our Broken Record theme music is by Kenny Beats, this show is brought to you by Pushkin Industries. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs>